Are you a free spirit? Someone that has an airy, breezy personality. Easygoing, flexible, yielding, like air. Floating, sometimes transcendent. In this third part of the Four Elements series, we will be discussing the Kabbalah of air, its opportunities and strengths and challenges, that temperament that's associated with an airy personality. Welcome to the third part of a four-part course, The Four Elements. In this third part, we will be discussing the Kabbalah of air, the sanguine temperament. This program is dedicated by Sherry Klein in memory of Deborah and Arthur Klein. So after discussing the temperament of fire, Again, both its strengths and opportunities and challenges. Followed by the temperament of water. Sometimes referred to those two respectively as choleric and phlegmatic. We now arrive to the Kabbalah of air. The sanguine temperament and personality type. Now it must be stated that this isn't just a black and white distinction that you're one of the four. All of us have all four elements and four, all four facets in our lives. The question is, what is dominant? And what stands out? And what can be developed while being balanced by the other three? So we talk about air now. So let's start with just the physical properties of air. In context of fire and water, so fire is the most sublime in the sense that it defies gravity, it rises. Water, on the other hand, is uh, drawn downward. Fire is hot and dry. On the other extreme is water, moist and, and, and cold. Air is in between the two. It also is light, but it doesn't quite defy gravity like fire. It does float, air, fresh air, wind. And in the, in the context of its properties, it is dry and cool. When we study air and we look at it, again on a very basic level, you see it has a certain flexibility about it. Air floats, you open a window, you get fresh air. If obviously necessary for life in so many different ways. In the personality type, when someone has an airy personality, there, there's a lightness of spirit about them. Contrast always helps. Think of a person who's a very heavy personality. We'll be talking about the earth, the earthy personality, very heavy personality, intense 
Whereas air is very easygoing. Things wash over. We don't obsess. We don't carry things for a long period of time. And of course, it has its powers and strengths and it has its challenges. Its strengths are obvious. Someone that has that type of personality, it's easy to get along with. Arguments are easily resolved. There's more yielding, more flexibility, just like air. The challenges is that air could also be not that committal. It could be very light, and you feel like there's a certain superficiality to it. So we will be discussing, obviously, how to maximize its strengths and temper and tame its weaknesses and turn them equally into strengths. So you talk about people who are, let's say, spiritual. Call themselves spiritual people. Spiritual people, there is an element of fire that we've discussed, transcendence in the sense of a passionate yearning and longing for something greater. But there's also an element of air, which is a certain, I would even say, not being consumed and defined by structures. That's what air is about. Air can be bottled. Of course, you can bottle air, but then it defies its very nature. So airy personality is someone that sometimes has broader perspective and therefore does not get so consumed by a detail. As I said, there's much beauty in that. That spiritual personality has that element of, you sense that they're not as grounded which in this case I'm talking about in a positive way. And they, um, they look upward. Their heads are in the clouds. Dreamers, visionaries, imagination. Sometimes children are very much, very airy, very breezy in that sense. And that's, of course, beautiful. It's so much part of who we are as human beings. Unfortunately, that part of us is sometimes compromised, either because... Parents, educators, society in general doesn't see it necessarily as productive. We focus much more on the utilitarian aspects of our lives as opposed to the more dreamy aspects. But the truth is dreaming, imagining, hoping, aspiring, that type of expansiveness that ear represents is critical to be a healthy human being. Besides the fact that the opposite could be very narrow and inflexible and stubborn and therefore difficult to have relationships, it's not just not having that negative, it's also it opens up fresh air. You're not trapped in structures. That's what the true airy personality is about. We have to cultivate that element in us, not allow it to be beaten out of us. I remember reading... I think there's a famous TED Talk, an educator, a, psycholo- a child psychologist, talking about how education focuses so, much, focuses so much on efficiency to create efficient soldiers in the physical sciences and art, music, and so on are seen as extracurricular hobbies. When in truth, the flexible and impressionable mind of a child is so much more nourished by dreams, by exploration, by adventure, by free-spiritedness, by the airy, sanguine personality type. 
So it's vital that we, from young age, teach our children, encourage them, reinforce that exploration. There'll be plenty of time to bottle it, to contain it, to, struct, to structure it. And the same thing as adults. Find time to do things that you really enjoy in that way. Not out of responsibility, but things that are expansive. Listening to music is a very good example. It makes you more airy. It's like fresh air, breeze. It doesn't let you get so trapped in the stale air of your, ever, your status quo. So when you think of it that way, it's actually a force inside of us that needs to be nourished and cultivated and fed. So write down on a list, where do you stand in this regard? You'll be surprised to find that even if you do have that idealistic side to you, often life takes over and your responsibilities and expectations and demands of others don't allow you to breathe. It's another good word that can be used here, to breathe. So make a list. How many things a day do you do to breathe on your own? And I don't mean the physical breath. That breeze that allows you to go into your own more spiritual space, internal space, calming space. And if you don't find that you have enough time dedicated to that, so then make a resolution right now. I'm going to begin reading a new book, listening to some new music, having a conversation with family members or friends. Introduce fresh air into your life. And you'll be surprised that air in your personality, your temperament, will be released, invigorated, revived. And if you do have a lot of that in your life, great. It doesn't hurt to audit and review it and evaluate it and see where things can be modified. Because we can always grow in this direction. And it makes you into a healthier human being. Let's talk now about the other side of things. What about the downside of air, so to speak? So I mentioned before, air could also be non-committal, not punctual, not reliable. You know those personalities? They're always spontaneous. That's the air part, to have some spontaneity. We must have that in our lives, spontaneity. But on the other end, the other side of it is a person who's always late, you don't feel that you can really trust and rely on them because they're like air. They're everywhere. Their hat is hanging on many different hooks. So we have to be careful to make sure that we ground the floater, that we ground that transcendent spiritual state through various structures, but not structures that compromise or undermine or weaken the air the free spirit and the lightness of spirit, but simply turn it into something that's structural. Now, it's not easy. People who are floaters, people who are spiritual in that sense, that eerie personality. I know when you say eerie, it sounds like E-E-R-I-E. Obviously, I mean A-I-R-Y. It's difficult for a person like that to feel ground. That's exactly why they're that spontaneous. That's why they're so adventurous. So exciting many times. But that is, like in any situation, there's always a counterbalance. You must have balance. Because it's very easy for air to just dissipate. You want that air to be a part of some type of life structure, family, community, 
commitments. On a personal note, I have a lot of air in my personality in that sense, but I found it necessary from young age to make sure to ground it in commitments, good commitments, which sometimes are difficult, to be very perfectly honest. But they actually, in a way, enhance the air, that they enhance that floating element. Because then you have that balance between the two, and you also see productive results. It bears fruit. It's not just a selfish, transcendent spiritual experience. What are some other so-called negative elements in this third personality type, third temperament called air, the lightness could also lead to a certain frivolousness, you know, casualness, and sometimes we need to be more serious. It, it's associated with mockery, you know, making fun, boasting, worthless conversation, pomposity, being pompous. And other such features which are not positives, obviously. You make light of things that are supposed to be taken more seriously. Now sometimes that's a defensive mechanism. People may do that just to protect themselves. You know, laughing at others, mocking others, turning everything into a joke is a way of protecting your own interests in a sense maybe because you feel insecure. Or it just may be the downside of air that's not being tamed properly. So there is a darker side to it that needs to be tempered, that needs to be addressed. So what do you do about that? Well, like in every situation, awareness is have the cure. Once you're aware that you're doing something, it's much easier to deal with it. Many of the flaws and um, weaknesses of our character thrive by not evaluating or looking at it. So you just, uh, that's what you naturally do. Someone says something, you dismiss it. Easy to make fun of something, easy to boast. But if you make another list in your journal where you write down that you are actually doing it, document it. And look at it closely, maybe on a daily basis, you may discover that you have a pattern of being that type of making light of things when you shouldn't be doing that. Now, I don't mean this in an intense way where you have to evaluate every step you make. Listen, all of us are going to make a joke here and there, and there's nothing wrong with that. Humor is a very healthy part of our lives. We just don't want it to be just coming from a superficial place where you're just casually dismissing something without really focusing and understanding that certain things need to be taken seriously. I find very intelligent and very spiritual people who have not found that grounding, and that's what they do. Their strengths also become their weakness. Easy to not commit themselves to something, so everything becomes very ambiguous. Ambiguity is yet another so-called negative element of air. So we look at it and we do what we can. We try to minimize it. We try to channel it. Look, having, let's say, a sharp mind, sharp wit, where you can see 
the humor in things is good. But where is it not? When it becomes mockery, when it becomes boastful, where it becomes frivolous. Silliness. You know, spending time on, on what in Yiddish they call narishkeit, nonsense. Loose and idle and worthless conversation. These are, they sound innocuous, they don't sound like very destructive forces, but they are, ultimately they're insidious. They undermine who you are, undermine your relationships with others. So the air personality has both sides to it, great strengths and great challenges, as do the other personality types. Let's speak a moment about how they interact. So now that we've covered three of them, fire, water, and air, all three, if you think about it, are tremendous assets in your life. Fire, we talked about passion. We talked about reaching upward, a type of yearning, transcendence, Yes, it has some overlap with air, as I mentioned. But fire, of course, is far more fiery. Its downside, the challenges of anger, of rage, fire out of control, burning passion that needs to be balanced. Water, we spoke about water being the opposite, opposite extreme of fire. Calming, soothing, submerging, love, giving, the downside, it could also flood. A fire, fire can, water can flood us. Water also leads to pleasures that are not, if they're not disciplined, can also be all-consuming and destructive. And air, if you think about it, is like a certain balancing between fire and water, but it introduces that third dimension that we've been discussing, which is that personality that just takes things in a very calm way, easygoing. There's a parallel with that and overlap with water as well. But of course here, it's far more in the free spirit nature. As air, water also expands, but it doesn't have quite that freedom as air does. Water is contained wherever it may be contained. It's, it's, not a, it's still a liquid, it's not solid, but, it's, but air is more amorphous, more nebulous, in that sense, less materialistic and more free, to, free of structures. So when you think of all three of them, what I would suggest, and that was my suggestion, each of these parts, is to write down on paper, where do you stand in each of them now? Compare notes. The fire within you, the water within you, the air within you. Let's talk about one more aspect from a Kabbalistic perspective about air. Air, sometimes referred to in Hebrew as ruach, ruach, is also one of the names of the soul. The soul has five names. The Hebrew is nefesh, ruach, neshama, chaye, yechid. Nefesh means spirit. Ruach literally means also spirit, but in this case like air. Neshama is a soul. And the other two are the more transcendent elements in the soul. Ruach also is connected to breath. It says God, when he created the human being, he breathed the breath of life. The spirit of life. Breath. 
Breath is the air within us. That's how we inhale and exhale. And what exactly are we inhaling and exhaling? Air, oxygen. So necessary for our blood and for our very vitality and life force. So we see that air is not just the air out there, it's also the air that we inhale and then exhale the waste. And it's a constant process, breathing, inhaling, and exhaling. You see so many exercises are connected to that. But on a deeper level, it really reflects, similar to what we spoke about in fire, the two poles of the heartbeat, contraction and expansion, inhaling and exhaling, is a process, if you think about it, that maintains the true vitality of what defines a human being. We're never static. It's constant movement, which is what air is about. Air is, not, air is restless, but not quite like fire, but also in the sense where it does not remain locked in one place. I mentioned, of course, you can take air and put it into a container, but air in its natural way is exactly that. When you feel the breeze, a summer breeze, or a winter breeze for that matter, there's something about introducing fresh air. And we know that everything in life, if it's static, if there's no fresh air, it becomes a breeding ground for all types of negative forces. Yes? Think of an infection. Infection will fester when it's closed. You open it up to the air, air has a certain healing element because it brings fresh nutrients, fresh energy. And the same thing is psychologically. Many of us are trapped in a place in our lives we have the same friends, the same customs, the same rituals and routines. You can imagine, especially in a time of a pandemic, that can become quite challenging. But in all times, at all times, a human being thrives on fresh air. However, it becomes comfortable. You know, if I just sit in my house, I don't have to do anything. I don't have to make a move. There's no risks involved. There's no having to discover something new and all the challenges that come with that. I have ready my trusted security blankets and, and comfort zones. Many of us feel, you know, I can become, I can just remain here. What that leads to is lethargy. Definitely not growth. Bring fresh air into your life. I mentioned before, read a new book. Make a new friend. Introduce new ideas into your life. This is bringing air, just like breathing in fresh air. This air will also reinvigorate and revitalize who you are. So in the cosmic picture, the way the Kabbalists put it, they say air is the way that the cosmos are constantly renewing themselves. That reflects on a very physical level the air of this earth, the winds that blow. So of course wind can also turn into a hurricane, a tornado, a cyclone, other forces, but that, of course, is when it's too strong. But on a healthy level, if we had no winds on Earth, we would not have that vacuum cleaner effect of blowing out the dust, blowing out the toxins, blowing them away, and introducing fresh, fresh air. The same thing is emotionally and psychologically. We need to have that type of flow, that air flow, inhale, exhale. And I'm speaking now not on the physical level, I'm speaking on the personal level. I find in my life 
that meeting new people, seeing new challenges, sometimes daunting ones, but they actually bring out the best in you because you need to dig deeper and you need to introduce some fresh perspective. You can't just rely on yesterday's formula. Do that and it will change your life. So there on the list again, let's go back to the list. Mark down some resolutions. How am I going to introduce fresh air into my life? So, my friends, this sums up the third temperament, the sanguine air personality type, the positive sides of the lightness of spirit, of transcendence, of of free-spiritedness, the flexibility and the yielding, the fresh air, new adventure, spontaneity, at the same time making sure to counter not to turn this into frivolousness, into silliness, into lightness that's just a waste of time. We all need, obviously, downtime, but not to turn it into something that is superficial and also very often dismissive. Rest assured, if you focus on these things, it will enhance your life, make you a better person. Just the awareness itself is very powerful. But especially when you introduce these elements into your daily activities. So no matter what personality you type you are, no matter what your temperament is like, air, everyone needs fresh air. Everyone needs to breathe. Everyone needs new hopes, new possibilities and recognize yourself that you're not this we'll call it um, stubborn inflexible structure you breathe just learn to breathe thank you so much this has been the third part of this four part series meaningfullife.com is our website where you can find this program and so many others, please take advantage of our full calendar of, of events covering many different topics that address our well-being, spiritual self-care, your spiritual and psychological health. This has been Simon Jacobson, and it's been an honor speaking with you. Stay in touch. Communicate with us. Let's breathe together. Let's cross-pollinate and reconnect with each other because cross-pollination <laughs> is also achieved so often through the air, the wind that carries the pollen from one plant to another. Be well and be healthy. This program is brought to you by the Meaningful Life Center. Please help us continue our programs. Make even a small contribution at MeaningfulLife.com donate.